Hello and welcome back to Pastoral Parsha. I'm Hody Nemus, a third-year rabbinical student at YCT Rabbinical School. And I'm Michelle Friedman, Chair of Pastoral Counseling at YCT. In each episode of this podcast, we explore psychological insights gleaned from the Torah portion of the week. This week, we're talking about Parshat Va'etchanan, which is in Devarim, Deuteronomy, chapter 3, verse 23, through chapter 7, verse 11. And the theme we'll be talking about is struggling with belief. So we're going to use a vignette today, a fictional vignette, to illustrate this struggle. And so we're talking about Chaim, a 32-year-old man who was born, raised, and educated in a deep Hasidic community. Chaim is married to Leah, who's 29, and they're the parents of five children who are all attending Hasidic schools. But around four years ago, Chaim lost his faith, increasing agnosticism and doubt about the roots of belief, the divinity of the Torah, and the rationale for an observant lifestyle altogether. Leah, whose wife, who is more devout, knows something about Chaim's radically altered beliefs, and she's willing for the sake of the marriage to accommodate some of his new interests. But she's concerned about the impact of his open-mindedness and changed practices on their growing children. So this Parsha contains, in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 1 and 2, possibly the most recognized verses in the Torah. Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad, v'yahavta et Hashem Elokecha v'chol avavcha v'chol nafshacha v'chol miodecha. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And that's really the summing up in one, and really in one sentence of the meaning of the revelation at Mount Sinai. Right. Listen, understand, do it. So, for people who have not experienced faith, or for people who have, are experiencing a crisis of faith, what does it mean to be told to believe? And, you know, that's a question that rabbis and commentators throughout the ages have asked, most famously Rambam, Maimonides. And, you know, that one of the answers given is, you're, it's true, you can't be commanded to have emotion but maybe by your action. You can demonstrate an emotion, right? If you love somebody, so how do you show them that you love them? You do things for them. Take out the garbage for your spouse. Right, and if you don't love somebody, if you're having a bleak time, uh, a low point with your spouse, and you don't feel like you love them, maybe taking out the garbage and buying flowers and being nice in the morning is even more important because you're trying to rebuild feelings. Right, exactly. So that's one route for somebody that's struggling with their faith, presumably, is to do, do the actions, do the, uh, do the mitzvot, and from doing will come belief. 
The problem is that I do see a lot of Chaims, and sometimes they're Leahs, more often Chaims, in my practice. And it's quite touching to me, these people who, for various reasons, either reading science, having experienced difficulties that have challenged their sense of how could a good God do such bad things, and therefore the system that is around religious life is uh, not uh, trustworthy. But for all sorts of reasons, people from devout religious backgrounds experience crises of faith. And they, I have found that many of them lead secret lives where they, they're ensconced in families, they have kids in the system, they don't want to disappoint their parents, they can't take on the whole thing, they're economically dependent on the community in which they live, but yet internally they are completely absent and they sort of feel like they're living a lie. So let's talk about how this can impact a family. You said people feel like they're, you know, they're living double lives, maybe hiding their, uh, their beliefs and maybe some of their activities, even from their, their family. So why, why not just have, uh, why not just say, look, I don't believe this anymore, but I'm still going to keep kosher, observe Shabbat. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do the things. Why is there this, uh, this desire to actually publicly live a, uh, a non-observant life? I think there's so many different answers for different people, but for some people, they feel like they've been kept out of some kind of exciting world for such a long time, and they want to taste it. They want to be part of it. They don't want to restrict themselves. Um, I think for some people, it can feel like um, they it's almost like being a teenager, like mm -hmm. they kind of... Uh, they've been restricted, like I was saying before, and they just don't want to do that anymore. Is there something that the people around them, the communities could do to create a little more space for people like this uh, to question? You know, is there, is there, should we be having a, a rumspringer of oh, the that's interesting. that the Amish have, let's say? Right. And, you know, this is not a problem. I mean, the, the vignette that we set up, it's not limited to the ultra-Orthodox community. I know so many young people, I'm talking about people in their 20s and 30s, who grew up in very happy modern Orthodox or traditional families, and they, they don't have tremendous family problems, they don't have crises, or isn't abuse, or substance issues, or whatever going on. There's kind of an apathy, and I, I don't want to be bothered with it. I don't believe, I don't want to bother with the restrictions of Shabbat or holidays. I don't want to be held back from just being a citizen of the world and enjoying it. And I find that so many of those people, their parents don't know. Their parents don't want to know. Their parents are not seeing the clues that are so obvious that their kids aren't really plugged in to the life that they were educated and reared for. And I, I think perhaps it's, it's very hard to say what's the slippery slope of being honest and saying, let's do things in a, in a sincere way and do them together versus that, that tendency to want to hide what might be a disappointment. Are you suggesting that if parents were a little more accepting, open, especially as the kids are growing up. You know, it seems like you're struggling with keeping Shabbat. Like, we accept that. We, you know, we're, we're hoping for, I don't know, some change, but, but at least some recognition. Would that, would that help? I, I'd like to think that yes, um, but I think that this is really a big challenge in our time where boundaries and borders are so open and there isn't that social co cohesion or barrier that 
kind of perpetuates people staying within their communities and within their fold. To bring it back to our couple, yeah, Leia and Chaim. Yeah. What would you suggest if Leia came to you and said, Chaim is, you know, he's, he's really pushing my limits. I don't know how to handle it. I've seen a bunch of Leia's in the office and I've seen them, you know, Leia's and Chaim's together. And sometimes like the husband will say, I want her to dress a little differently and I want to go on vacation different places. And I see that sometimes the spouses try to accommodate and they try to work it through. And sometimes they hang in and because they really care for each other, for their, for their families and they are there. But a lot of times it falls apart. Um, and I don't think there's any one answer. And I think it is a huge challenge in modernity um, that we need to that we need to face honestly and openly. And as um, one of our students at Chobave said some years ago, um, every day I choose to be observant. Uh, and I think we want to work to make that choice something that people lean towards. Hello, my name is Max Hollinger, producer and editor of Pastoral Parsha. I'm here to let you know that Pastoral Parsha is a part of the Yeshivat Chobavei Torah podcast network. And if you like what you just heard, why don't you check out some of our other shows, like The Joy of Text, in which Rabbi Dove Linzer, Rosh Yeshiva of YCT, and sex therapist Vasheva Marcus discuss topics in Judaism and sexuality. Or check out Igris Moshe, a YCT project by Rabbi Dove Linzer, in which he tries to bring the works of legendary scholar Rav Moshe Feinstein into the modern world. Thank you so much for listening and have a good Shabbos.